Our lesson for tonight begins a new series, as I, I mentioned this morning. We are looking tonight at Bible basics and what you should know about God's Word. And these are things that uh, a lot of us do know. There may be some things that we don't know. But all of this is an effort to, to encourage us to study God's Word and, and to recognize it for what it, it truly should mean to us. Tonight we, we begin by looking at what the Bible is and, and basically a lesson on explaining some things about the Bible, some things that we need to know. And tonight in particular we're going to look at how the Bible is inspired. How familiar are you with the Bible? What do you know about it? In the, the preschool, we, we have been, I know we began the summer in our chapel sessions with talking about some basic things for the children to learn about the Bible. And some of these things are, are things that we, we are familiar with. But did you know, the Bible was written approximately 1,600 years ago. More than that maybe, by at least 40 different writers. The Bible contains 66 books total. The books are divided into two testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 books in the New Testament. As we break down the, the scriptures, and I'd like to, to spend some lessons, maybe do one lesson on each of the books at some point, uh, but as we, we break down the books in, into categories, we find that the Old Testament contains five books of law. Genesis through Deuteronomy. Twelve books of history. Joshua through Esther. Five books of poetry. Job through the Song of Solomon. Five books of the major prophets, Isaiah through Daniel. And twelve books of the minor prophets, Hosea through Malachi. And as we get into the New Testament, we find that there are four books of biography. The Gospels, Matthew through John. One book of history, Acts depending on whether or not you ascribe Hebrew to, Hebrews to Paul, there are at least 13 books of letters that are ascribed to him. Romans through Philemon. 14 if, if you include Hebrews. Uh, I believe someone else wrote it, maybe. Um, but 13 books that, that are attributed to Paul. Eight books of general epistles. Hebrews through Jude. And one book of prophecy, Revelation. These are, are a lot of, of facts about the Bible. And even if you already knew all of these facts about it, this is only a very small portion of what the Bible truly is. It, it means much more to us than a, a list of a random facts. We understand that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. His way of speaking to us and sharing with us who He is and His will for each of us. 
And if we truly love God as we should, we will love, cherish, and obey His Word as it is given to us. I remember hearing a story of, of a woman who, who picked up a book and she tried to read it and, and got a few pages in and just decided she couldn't go any further. And sometime later she met a man and she began to see this man and, and eventually she, she fell in love with him. This man was an author. And he was an auth the author of the book that she had put down. And after she had fallen in love with him, she went back and picked up that book and read it from cover to cover. And the difference was that, that she fell in love with the author. Sometimes the Bible is hard to read, especially when we get into the books of law and we get into genealogies and things of that nature. They can be difficult to read. But if we love the author, if we love God, then we will spend time in His Word. We will spend time studying it and trying to understand it and trying to apply it to our lives. As we begin this series on what the Bible is and, and just some things that, that we should know about the Bible our lesson objective is basically to learn more, at least tonight, about the inspiration of the Scriptures. As we look at our lesson, we begin with the Bible is God's Word. The Bible is God's Word. In the Old Testament, other nations would look to God's people, Israel, and see them as a wise people. However, their greatness was not found in themselves, but in what God had revealed to them in the law. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Let's read verses 5 through 10. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and beginning with verse 5. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that God that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us for whatever reason we may call upon him and what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all this law which I set before you this day only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself lest you forget the things your eyes have seen and lest they depart from, my, from your heart all the days of your life. And teach them to your children and your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb when the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me 
all the days they live on the earth and that they may teach their children. As we see other nations look at Israel and they see God's people, many of them are afraid because they know that God is on their side. They know that the Lord God is fighting their battles and that at least, even if they don't believe Him to be the only God, they believe Him to be more powerful than their own gods. But God's people were warned to heed the law of God, to remember these words, and to teach them to their children. And as long as they followed God's law, they would be blessed and cared for by Him. It was when they neglected the law of God that they fell into captivity and other great calamities because they forgot the God that they served. Because they neglected God, He rightfully and righteously rejected or neglected them. Had He not allowed them to suffer, they would never learn the importance of His statutes and His Word. And likewise, we would not learn the lessons that we need to learn from God's people and their rejection of Him. So when they turned away from Him, that is, is when He allowed them to suffer at the hands of other nations. But only because they had neglected to continue in His service. As we read through the Scriptures, we find many things that, that teach us of the greatness of the law of God. One of the, the best places that we learn of the importance of the Word of God is in Psalm 119. And almost the whole psalm is devoted to the Word of God, to the laws of God, and, and to the importance of them. But let's read just verses 89 through 104 of Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You established the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances. For all are your servants. Unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours, save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen the consummation of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. 
I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Did you notice that in each line of these verses here, every one of them contains something about the law or the precepts or the ordinances or the commandments of God. A praise to God as the giver of them. As we look at such a psalm, we see God's greatness is recognized in what He has revealed to us in His words. We also find that the Bible is inspired by God. The Bible is inspired by God. The origin of the Bible is not in man, but in God. And, and there are many today that believe that, that man recorded all of these words, that these things do not agree in some way or another, and that they are not to be regarded as true. But we as Christians, we believe otherwise. And we know that the Bible teaches us that its origin is not in man, but in God. Man could not have written and compiled such a great work with such great accuracy. Especially when we think back to the prophecies and the messianic prophecies in particular and, and how they have come to fulfillment in the New Testament. Man could not have compiled such a collection of prophecies and their fulfillment. And we certainly know these things to be true by faith. A book that never contradicts itself, despite the claims that it does. A book that spans history and yet reveals its contents in a perfect pattern. The way the two testaments reveal one another, an understanding of one is predicated on an understanding of the other. Man could not have written and compiled such a great work as the Bible. It is revealed to us in Scripture that this is the handiwork of God. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In giving us His Word, God has given us a book that is profitable to us. And I like when Brother Kirk reads from the New American Standard because sometimes the words help us to understand the meaning a little bit more so 
in reading from, from one translation. For doctrine, teaching, what we teach and preach. What the Christian belief system is founded upon. The essence of God's Word. The Bible is profitable to us in that way. It is also profitable to us for reproof. For rebuke. For admonition. A way of informing someone that their actions or behavior is not in accordance with God's will. For correction. Telling someone what they must do to be in harmony with God's will. Bringing them back into God's fold when they have strayed. And it is profitable to us for instruction or training in righteousness. Training someone in the ways of God and His Word. So that they can be faithful children of God. The Bible. This book that God has given us. The scriptures are profitable to us for all of these things. God's word makes us complete. It completes us in that it gives us everything that we need to know in order to be faithful, a faithful child of God. It equips us and readies us for whatever may be ahead of us in life to do God's will always. Without God's Word, serving Him as we do would not be possible. And so we know that the Bible is Inspired by God. We also understand that the Bible is written by holy men of God. The Bible is written by holy men of God. Peter assures us that the Word of God can be trusted as it was not originated with man. The disciples bore witness to what they had seen, heard, and experienced themselves. Peter sheds light on it in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16 through 21. 2 Peter 1 and beginning with verse 16. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But were eyewitnesses of His majesty, for He received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to Him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with Him on the holy mountain. We know this to be a reference to the Mount of Transfiguration and evidence that Jesus is God's Son and that He is pleased in Him. And in verse 19, 
And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Speaking of the prophetic word, Peter's referring to all Scripture. The law, the prophets, the writings of wisdom, what he and his companions are writing to us in the letters and in the New Testament. No prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. These are, are not things that, that they have written on their own, but they have been given inspiration in doing so. They have been guided in doing so. All Scripture is inspired of God. The Scriptures did not come to us by man's will, but by the will of God. In the writings of Scripture, holy men, men set apart for God's service, were guided by the Spirit to record the will and words of God for our learning and application. To His disciples, Jesus promised the guiding of the Spirit in, in His physical absence from them. In John 16, and beginning with verse 12, Jesus says this, John 16 and verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me. For He will take of what is Mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are Mine. Therefore I said that He will take of Mine and declare it to you. These men in writing the Word of God were guided in the truth of God. They were guided in what they wrote in instructing us on how we should live, how we should worship, how we should obey. And the Scriptures can be trusted to guide us in our obedience and faithfulness. Through them we are told what we must do in order to be saved and what we must do in remaining faithful to God. And the Spirit is given to guide us in this understanding of the Scriptures as He guided the hearts and minds of those recording the words of God for us. Acts chapter 2 and the establishment of the church on the day of Pentecost, Peter said to the Jews, Repent 
Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And as He has promised to the Jews, I believe that He has also promised to us upon our obedience to the Word of God. It is promised that, that He will guide us in our understanding of the Word and applying it to our lives. We understand that the Bible is God's Word. It is God's way of revealing to us His will for us in our day and time. Though we don't have the physical miracles and the things that, that, that we read about in Scriptures, we do have evidence of them, and by faith we believe that evidence to be truth. In this book, the Bible... It is for us to cherish it, study it, and apply it in our quest to be what God would have us to be. The Bible is inspired by God. Because it is inspired by God, it provides us with everything we need to know to be faithful and pleasing to God. And the Bible is written by holy men of God. We know that it is not given by private interpretation, but the Scriptures are an unbiased rendering of everything that God wants us to know. Because these men were guided by the Spirit to write the things they did, we can believe their words and testimony to be true. Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the Bible to be the inspired Word of God? Do you understand what is required of you to be saved? Have you done what is necessary for your salvation? We always offer the Lord's invitation. If you are subject to the Lord's invitation in any way, maybe it is that you need to come in obedience or maybe you need to come in repentance. Maybe you need to come asking for prayer on your behalf. Whatever your need may be, if, if there is any need, we would ask that you come. As together we stand and as we sing the song of invitation. Number 630.